All right. Good day. Forgotten that you can't just say good afternoon when you start a podcast because not everyone is listening at the same time when you record one. Um, this is going to be another episode of the car cast. Um, driving back from work on a Monday, find out that one of the people on our four person team has put in his two weeks and is going to be gone. So that leaves the other few of us with a hell of a lot more work than we originally anticipated on having on through like next March, but I suppose it's nice, a bit more responsibility for me. Um, but yeah, so we have a theme week, the VHL Awards. Um, I'm honestly not familiar at all with the topic, considering I have not won many VHL awards so far in my time in the VHL, though I have had a few. Um, I think the first one was the Boomchenko in the VHLM where Alex Letang led the league, or tied along with Tyler Walker for the league lead in assists. Um, It was honestly a pretty nutty number. It was like above 80, which was, which was pretty crazy. Uh, But it was a, but it was a good team. I think like season 72 Las Vegas was, was a pretty good team. Um, but yeah, then I, that was like the only player award that I've won. Um, won the Alouvac in '73, which was honestly really cool. Um, and then two victory cups with Moscow in season '74 and '76. Um, you know, those those weren't the cups that we really wanted that season. Um, it's like the equivalent of uh, what's it, Tampa winning the, the President's Trophy and then, like, not winning jack shit in those playoffs. Um, so, yeah, like, it's bittersweet trophies that you had a really great regular season and then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and nothing happens. But, yeah, I have four awards in the VHL. But this season, it looks like that number could increase significantly. Um, I think the Sterling Labat trophy, uh, for top offensive defenseman is probably the most likely one, um, considering Alex, I believe has like 86 points in like 48 games or something. As of as of like the most recent sim today, uh, I think he had like a point in each of the two games, which uh, not not exactly the two point per game pace I was hoping to be um, chasing. If I want him to leave some kind of mark on the uh, single season defenseman record, so uh, 
not not really fantastic in terms of the production in the most recent sim, but uh, I suppose we have to live with it. But again, Labat is probably going to be the trophy that Latang wins this season, if if all things hold true. Um, possibly the Valik, I believe, is for best all around defenseman. Um, if he continues his pace over Kristoff, Welch, Mr. Juice, we had a fun little banter, and uh, I think it was Horvat. Is that his name? Horvat something? Horvat eight. His post the other day, which is fun. Got into it with like Big Al as well. Sometimes, but yeah, those are two awards that Latang is most likely to win. I think Odinson is probably got the lock on uh, the Slobo. And personally speaking, I think that Red Light should win MVP if New York makes the playoffs. He's honestly had a really insane season uh, where him winning the... I forget what the title for MVP is, but if New York makes the playoffs, I think that should be a relatively easy decision. There are like three Malmo players who are top. What the fuck is this dude doing? Dude was all in the left lane, cuts across the center lane while like at the front of the traffic light stop just to go into the jug handle on the right side. Fucking morons in New Jersey, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's like three goal scorers or three top ten goal score- scorers on on Malmo, so I don't necessarily think Odinson should win M- MVP. They've had like a strong team all around. I don't think Latang really has much of a case either, considering Stamen and Merrick are also I think top ten for uh, either goal scorers or points. So there's certainly a decent amount of talent carrying both LA and Malmo. So I don't think either of the top two in points right now should be MVP, but uh, I think you could make a case for Zamboni driver over in Riga. I think it's been a while that they've been feeling like a very similar team for the past three seasons, but with Harvey and Nett, they haven't really won much, but Zamboni driver... Uh, they got him for this season and next, and he's he's been having a much better season. I think what he's seventeen two and two as a starter, something insane, but definitely deserves a lot of credit. Could be could be a strong MVP candidate, but I think again, if New York gets a better position in the standings, they like they need to make playoffs for anything really to be considered. But if that's the case, then red light should be my winner. Did so, that dude really just cut in front of an ambulance that has flashing lights on? Like, what? Like, so I'm at an intersection right now, and oh, from my left side, an ambulance with lights on made a left turn. Not not sirens, so like not like super urgent. Like didn't isn't driving aggressively, but someone on the right side makes a right turn and cuts into the lane right in front of where the ambulance is going to make a left turn into. Uh, 
really, really don't understand some people. Whatever. But yeah, um, so that's my like brief award speculation. I think I have to make this all a little bit longer if I, not eight minutes if I wanted to count for a PT or for a theme week realistically. Um, I think the the second part I know that there was there there are a couple of awards that are kind of in like major contention or like there's like debate and stuff in there and I think one of them's the boule right where it's like you're two way forward or actually three so the boule and then the similar issue after the boule is I believe the wild which is defensive defenseman and you see the boulet kind of argued against or just kind of being told that it shouldn't really exist because you basically take the person who hit the most and also has like the most points. Um, so really it's anyone who is just has high checking compared to the rest of their team and also just scores a decent amount of points. Again, it's kind of like one of those, it's a limitation of STHS. We really don't have much else to go off on. But, like, the Boule isn't a two-way forward trophy anymore. It's a power forward trophy. So, you really can't assess two-way. Like, you don't see those high-hitting players really generate that many shots blocked. Um and even, like, plus-minus is just a horrendous stat to even be trying to use. I think there was some discussion today. I believe Boom, was it, maybe made a post, or no, Baraka made a post about VHFL. Uh, maybe, or maybe I'm, I'm just mixing things up. It was on my phone at work. But someone was talking about using plus-minus. Oh, it was, it was Ricer. Ricer made that post about the Jake Wild today, and I just kind of skimmed it. Uh, briefly while at work and he was talking about potentially trying to factor in plus minus and then McWolf kind of popped in and was like hey like McWolf or like plus minus is a really shitty stat because you could have been like one of the two defensemen on your team or like one of the four defensemen but just log like a shit ton of minutes so you're on the ice for like almost all the goals your your team scores but you're also on the ice for like almost all of the, or like almost all the ones that like your your teams let up are like a significant chunk so you have like 200 goals for 190 goals against and like sure you're you're like a plus 10 but that's still like you're you're in the positive but there's so much more context that you use generally in hockey like um, what percent of the time you get starts in the offensive zone neutral zone defensive zone um so there's there's just a lot of factors which is why even the nhl doesn't strictly use plus minus as that defensive metric use a lot of Corsi, fenwick um like a lot of the puck possession metrics and that kind of stuff like that kind of quantifies and contextualizes the the data that you're actually using but again we're we're kind of limited to that i know dmax had a little Corsi calculation thing that also kind of factored in like ex- or calculated expected goals for expected goals against and all that kind of jazz but it's 
it's a very useful script, but it's on like a game by game basis. So until something like that can be used a bit more efficiently to be used for like almost all the games in the season and kind of like spit out some kind of results. I don't, I don't think it's a very viable solution for that kind of word. So therefore maybe the wild and the boule are two words that maybe we just kind of, um, do away with. Um, and like, it's just kind of like a, there are, it's very limited as as to the scope of what those players could even be because there are so many people who have tried to make, say, a two-way player. I know Seabass has been a two-way player, and when she's tried to get his defense up at a much faster rate than his scoring has, so he's not really seeing points. He's not really letting that many goals in against. I mean, he's getting a lot of like PK time. He's... On, he's like the center for our defensive minutes and that kind of like random fancy stuff in SGHS, not putting up a lot of points, but he's literally trying to build a defensive player and he's not going to be putting up those really heavy defensive stats simply because he's on like a, like a deeper team. We, we have like eight forwards, six defensemen. He's just not going to get those stats and that sucks because you or defensive players are solely a byproduct of the team that they're on. So I think Robin Galante Nilsson on Vancouver, and I believe the article that was put out by VSN today is, uh, he was, was kind of like the, the front runner among like VSN correspondents for being the top defensive defenseman. And you look at why, and he's the best defenseman on Vancouver which is one of the worst teams in the VHL and their defense pool is not very deep or if it is deep, like they're all pretty low TPE. Meanwhile, you have like hard Markinson on Moscow and there's like four defensemen all about 500 or 450, 450, 500 TPE. You're just not going to have one defenseman getting those isolated defensive stats where being that defensive defenseman is, is hard to naturally build. Um, and, and again, like counter argument can be made for offensive wards. Like you're either the best player on a bad team, but I mean that that also kind of isn't strictly the case compared to defensive players because the best, the most shots blocked have all come on defensemen on the worst teams. Whereas the people leading in points right now, like Latang, is on a playoff team. Odinson is leading one of the best teams in in a tightly packed EU. Or maybe not as highly packed as NA, but a contending EU on the top team in, in Malmo, which is kind of like what Latman did for three seasons on, on Moscow, where he was still putting up insane points, but the teams he, he was on were, were also very good. It's not an Adrian situation where the best player on a, on a bad team is putting up points. So offensively, there's still a bit of variability. Defensively, it's kind of isolated to being the best player on an average to not as great team. So perhaps if you just do away with the wild because you can't really quantify defensive and the boule because you can't really get real two-way play, perhaps you just get rid of both of those and just don't replace them. Um, and then I think the other award that's got a bit of contention has been the Elmebeck Award, which was initially designed, I believe, in season 72 or was first bestowed upon a member in season 72 to kind of 
just recognize a member of the community who makes some significant positive interactions and that, and like that kind of stuff. Um, and there are some seasons where you can understand where people are getting nominations from, but then there's also other seasons where, like, honestly speaking, it's a bit weak. Like, I've always thought that my win was pretty weak because I think the rationale for that was I was a very active Miners GM, um, which, great, depends on how you want to look at the album back, if you want to look at it as just general positive contributions that were, like, marked to be, like, distinctive, then sure, like, you want to use that as the rationale, but I'm sure that there were plenty of other MGMs who were putting in the same amount of effort and passion as I was. And then I think also being an updater was part of that as well. And um, that kind of rationale was used as just being, like, active in the in the community, but, like, a lot of MGMs have won it. Like Doom won it when he was an AGM, but I think he he won it before he was a GM because uh, he won it in '72. But he, I think he was VSN head at that point. So a bit more rational there. He was also pretty involved around the league, still is. Uh, but then a lot of MGMs have won it. I think RJ won it for his work with the script that runs like every week. Um, I think like that also won for being a very active MGM. So, like, people have argued that uh, at some point the award stops losing its meaning. Or no, Doom didn't win it in '72. Josh won it in '72, and and that's certainly very deserved because he he put in a lot of work to the portal. Like the VHL is as it is as it is because of his work and and Will's work. And if anyone has ever joined, like, other sim leagues, like, I mean, hell, any other sim league, like, even other leagues that have portals aren't nearly as functional, efficient, easy to use as the VHL's portal, at least on, on the user end. So definitely significant as to what Josh did that season. I think Doom won it in 74 after he became a GM and was also being VSN head. So I'll correct that earlier point. But yeah, like, People have kind of said that like the that the award shouldn't be awarded if there isn't someone who goes above and beyond. And while I acknowledge that like my own situation was a bit weak, if you are trying to use that rationale, like it's an award that simply recognizes someone for playing a role in a community that impacts people, and not every season is going to have an extraordinary member that steps up to the plate and, and, and does something fantastic. Like no one's going to step up and design like a new portal or, or something tomorrow or completely rework the way that the entire league works or something like that. Like you're simply not going to have someone that extraordinary. You could only hand out the award when there is something like that, but instead like, not only do you continue to honor Elmebeck and his memory by recognizing someone in the community, but like you, you also just allow people who are appreciated in some way to be at least nominated for it. And that in and of itself is 
quite a bit of recognition on its own. You see almost all the nominees every year posting about how honored they are to be considered for the award. And people just feel nice to be recognized from time to time. People always like awards as well. So if you can win an, win an award of like some sort, that's nice. Um, but again, like I don't, I don't think that the Yellowback needs to be awarded based on an extraordinary contribution because I think that's just unrealistic and just doesn't appreciate people for just being passionate, friendly, and just just good people to be around overall. So keeping the award would definitely assist in that area. I just realized that I'm very low on gas, so huh, this could be a problem. Oh, I'm like right at empty. Holy shit, I did not pay any attention to this at all. Uh, okay, time to figure out where the nearest gas station is and pray that I can coast. Oh shit, I am really low on gas. Okay. Wow, I didn't even notice that this morning. Uh, yeah, so this is now, the rest of this car cast is going to be me panicking over whether I will have enough gas to make it home. Shit, there's one across the highway. I can't get there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's one across the street. Uh, okay, so up here is strip malls. Here's no gas. Where is the next gas station? Should probably drive in the right lane here. Actually, no, this guy's gonna try to merge. And again from you. Oh shit, I don't think there's a gas station for a while. Maybe I should turn on my GPS here. I need gas. Okay, there's one a mile away. Okay. There's a gas station 1.6 miles away from me. I think I should be good enough for that. Three minutes away. So I should survive. The guy tailgating on my ass. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the car cast where I realize that I have literally no gas. Is this guy still tailgating me? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, just just if the Elmabeck thing was recognize people for just being nice people. I, I don't think that's really much of a difficult thing for us to do. I don't think we need to be holding people to ridiculously. Oh, crap, that was not an exit. Ooh, shit, I don't know how to drive. I just cut off a truck. 
scary. So in in like five years of driving, I've never run out of gas. And I really hope that today is not the first time. Shit, there's construction here. That's a problem. Speed limit is 35, but I cannot afford to go that slow. I actually don't know. Is it is it more fuel efficient to... Oh my god, fuck you, dude. Let me fucking drive. Stop cutting me off, you prick. Is it is it more fuel efficient to be driving slower or faster? I don't understand how this works. Alright, turn right. Okay, there we go. There's the gas station. I survived. Damn, it's four cents cheaper than what I paid for in Massachusetts. God. All right, I'm gonna be quiet for a little bit while I order some gas. Hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, regular Philip, please. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to edit out the part where you got my zip code. Don't need anyone stalking me. Um, yeah, I, I survived. I made it. Made it to the gas station going to be paying a bit more than if I went to my regular wholesale gas place, but at least I didn't run out of gas on, on the highway. But, yeah, I mean, that's really all that I had for award talks. I know nobody, Bob, Tristan, had wanted to potentially join the car cast. We might try to do something else tomorrow, going over a lot of the, the suggestion thread that had been created after the theme week thing was, was supposed to try to generate activity to the forums. Uh, I, I haven't read any of it just yet, um, but blindly speculating, I think that a lot of people have already kind of echoed what the main like issue kind of thing is here. And that's not only is everything op- like opening back up from COVID, but also that like the summer, late summer is also just kind of a period in time where activity just kind of generally decreases across the board. People are going on vacations. Uh, when it's work now, people are going back to work, going back to school. I know like a lot of colleges are going to be starting now. Shout out Sam, just moved in the, moved into college. Um, but yeah, it's just, just a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So, my activity is a bit down. Yes, please.
Thanks, man. Have a good day. get home cool I survived filled up my gas it was literally on the very bottom line like what's like half a millimeter it's like half a millimeter above it uh, this is also fucking awkward there's like three feet between this turn back onto the main road and then the exit that I need to take oh, awkward Almost ran into a guy, ran into a parked car, but we're okay now, okay. It's the first time I've ever seen a deaf child area. Yeah. Deaf child area sign. But yeah, so I, I really don't think that there's a major cause for concern about forum activity. I think that there's more of a concern about... So, okay, here's here's to be clear. I think that people still put out a lot of VHL.com pieces, but media spots are kind of dropping. I think it's something that we can just wait out a little bit. But I know that Moose and I had recorded a podcast quite a bit ago, back when they had made the initial announcement to stop posting team-specific games and their scores directly into Discords, like where the, the VHL bot would kind of subscribe you to um, the, the team that you wanted to receive game updates for and that kind of jazz. And I know that... And I know that Bruce and I uh, kind of discussed that there should also be a focus on acknowledging good content and that that should be the main motivation factor to get people to continue posting on the forums. Because some people do post a lot of well-thought-out content. I'll self-brag a little bit. I'll say that my VHFL content required a decent amount of research. Um took me like a hour or two to like write format, put it all together. But the research itself, like gathering data was, was a bit time consuming, required me to be patient, which I am not and just kind of do like stuff over and over format. So if you can find a way to recognize content like that, and there's a bit of content recognition when things go on the portal, but they're usually like, high level about the league kind of stuff. Usually most of the VSM's posts that end up on forums, but perhaps some other kind of content feature. Ooh, I almost rerunned this guy. Shit. Yeah, some other kind of content focus would be would be really cool. Or at least recognition for good content. The way that I would do it, not really sure. I don't think anyone's going to be spewing out. Actually, no. You could do one uncapped TPE in a week for the, uh, like, 
media spot graphic podcast that generates the most clicks because I know you can kind of track views or the most reacts or engagement of like some sort like do like one uncapped tp a week sure you're going to your inflation a little bit but you're you're getting that kind of content um again like yeah it can be manipulated friends can just constantly like i mean we already see a decent amount of that where you see friends of each other constantly liking anything that's posted like some folks in Moscow, if I post a media spot, they'll drop a like. If they post something, uh, either like LA teammates or um, like Moscow players, if they post something, then I'll then I'll drop a like on it. So engagement needs to be quantified beyond just simple likes and views and stuff. But I don't know, unique views or engagement. I don't, I don't know how much data the, the, the forum can offer within each post, but as an updater that has some moderator permissions and I believe like the point task section of forums, I don't think there's any of that analytics that we can see. So I don't know what else can really be seen on, on the back end. i am probably have to talk to a commissioner about that, but I don't know. Maybe if there was some kind of incentive to be putting out strong quality content without the kind of pressure that you face of being part of ESN where you have deadlines and you're uh, not required, encouraged to be putting out content every like, week or every couple of weeks and that kind of stuff. So definitely a little bit of uh, pressure from, from ESN that maybe you just wouldn't have if you're taking the, the time to research something on your own and, or, or like take the time to put some quality content on your own and do that. I know Tristan was trying to do like a VHL Jeopardy kind of thing that kind of fell through because of scheduling conflicts. Um, but there's, there's just generally been a lot of good content that gets posted around the, the site that could definitely use a little more appreciation Maybe even if it's not like an uncapped TP per week, you start making awards um, for, you know, like the best media spot of the season, best graphic of the season. Um, maybe even like turn it into like some superlatives or stuff like that where it's league-wide voting like the Slobo, but specifically in relation to like forums, interaction, like, person who likes everything that he sees, person who um, posts the stupidest, co- I don't know, that's a bit mean. But, uh, I don't know. There's there's a few different ways that, that you can go about it. Just really goes to be seen. Um, you know, like, like what capacity you really want to be like encouraging users and, and there's plenty of ways to, to do it. It's all just speculation on my end, but I'm excited. I know Tristan wanted to chat with me about some of the stuff that, that people were suggesting in that thread. And I would like to read some of other people's ideas and discuss it a bit. So perhaps that'll be the car cast for tomorrow, but uh, considering I'm over like 35 minutes now, we may join this one up with Tristan segment 
kind of combine it together to be like an hour long podcast and cover everything maybe so he can get his theme week as well so i'll cut this off for now and uh maybe i'll even edit in a transition into the next segment otherwise that's the end of uh this part adios